Hi, I'm Richard Scase, Chair of the Canterbury Society. Well, here we are then in another lockdown, or more or less a lockdown, although the government doesn't call it a lockdown. <laughs> but my feeling is we are in a lockdown. And that is very clear when we walk down Canterbury High Street, how deserted it is. And it must be absolutely devastating for local businesses because um, this is a quiet time anyway for businesses. And of course, that normally comes after a very busy trading period around Christmas. That hasn't happened this year. So they really are in a very difficult position, it seems to me. And also, of course, what is interesting is that although we're in yet another lockdown, infection rates continue to increase because of this new variant. Uh, and this new this new virus um, actually started in Kent. The origins for the virus has been identified as being in Margate, very contagious, and um, that was discovered in September. Um, there was therefore suggestions and discussions among scientists that a lockdown should have been introduced at around the time of the half-time holidays. But that's how it is now. I can understand, despite the lockdown, that um, uh, that um, infection rates are still increasing because um, despite the constant media emphasis upon the need to wear masks to keep social distance, when walking down Canterbury High Street the other day, my guess was only about 20% of people, at most 20%, were wearing masks and respecting social distance. So therefore, um, um, the other 80%, I think, were rather relaxed and casual about it. And they only need to have a relative who does get this virus and do find themselves in a hospital, in intensive care. I think that really would shake them to emphasise the need to wear masks and to respect social distance. And so we now come out uh, with a vaccine. Uh, and people are, in this area, being quickly vaccinated. But, and this is the issue, about you should never promise more than what you can deliver. And, the, and what I'm referring to there is that um, people who expected to be vaccinated by now haven't been. I know people who are in their 70s have been vaccinated, um, which is as it should be. But I also know of other people in their 80s and indeed in their 90s who haven't been vaccinated. And of course, this is supply issues and supply issues not so much associated with the vaccine, but the files uh, within which the vaccines uh, is contained. Apparently, there's a problem of supply of these on a global basis. And you would have thought that would have been considered sometime last summer in the autumn, in the autumn when they agreed to roll out the vaccine, that there could be a problem of how do we bottle this stuff and how do we circulate it to different countries in the world. But there we go. We have a variable um, process of rolling out the vaccine, which is causing a lot of kind of ill feeling and resentment. But I suppose, OK, uh, something we have to live with as long as some of us, the most of us, the majority, all of us, in fact, get vaccinated by this virus, which, in my view, is going to continue for a very long time to come. A group that I feel particularly sorry for are young people, young people who are locked out of their schools, young people who are locked out of their universities and colleges, Young people who are locked out of their friendship groups, who are feeling very isolated, very feeling very insecure, feeling very unsure of what the future holds for them. And of course, what we do have, and this is not altogether surprising, we have an incredible increase in the rate of depression and, and anxiety amongst young people. And um, this is another side effect of the virus, of course, is of the side effects, the kinds of illnesses, the mental condition that's being created not among just frontline hospital workers, and they must have our full support and sympathy and understanding because they're doing an absolutely hor horrendous and heroic task in the work that they're doing. But also we shouldn't forget, however, young people and the anxieties they face, the stress that they face, the depression that they're experiencing through their, if you like, life, which 
based often upon large friendship groups going out, socialising, suddenly found them forced into a much more isolated, lonely situation, which is going to put a huge strain, I think, on our mental health services in this country for years to come. On a final note, and just to make a change really from talking about coronavirus, the Canterbury Society on the 24th of September, September, why did I say September? On the 24th of February, we're having a climate action meeting. Uh, It'll be Zoom on the 24th of February, um, starting at um, seven o'clock, when we'll have a discussion about air quality in Canterbury, the extent to which we can improve the quality of air in Canterbury, which is very much a life and death situation, of course, perhaps nothing as tragic as the present virus, but even so, should be a fruitful meeting. We've got meeting discussions by, I can't get my words together, we're getting discussions and presentations by representatives from the council, from academic life, from practitioners to tell us what's going on in other places and what we can do here in Canterbury. Well, my name is Richard Scase. I'm chair of the Canterbury Society. Everyone's welcome to join the Canterbury Society, canterburysociety.org.uk. Go to our website, canterburysociety.org.uk, where you can obtain and get further information about what we do and how we like to feel we're making a valuable contribution to the development of our community. We're concerned with our community in terms of past, present and future, and we hope as many people will join the society as we grow the society over years to come.